Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's show. Uh, this week we are starting part one of a three-part series, and this is based on a question I got off of LinkedIn or a comment on a post that I put out there. And someone had asked, you know, what email series should I have set up for my business? And how many are there? And where should they plug in? And all of those different things. And so I decided to create a series. I recommend there are 10 different sequences or series that you could set up for your business. Now, don't let that overwhelm you because that seems like it's a lot. We're going to chunk it down in three different episodes so that you um, know what to focus on. And I'm going to start with the ones that should be set up first and foremost, so you have a starting point. But also, I'm going to connect them to what we talked about on last week's episode. So if you missed that episode, you're going to want to go check that out as well. And during that episode, which is number 156, I talk about the buyer's journey at length, like what it means for your customers to be at a specific phase of that journey, and how powerful it can be for you to direct your content and your messaging and specifically your emails toward people for the phase that they're at. So again, if you missed that episode, go check it out. It's alisaconnor.com forward slash 156. And without further ado, let's dive into the first three recommended email sequences that you can set up for your business today, starting today, and then we'll continue with the series for the next three shows. Let's dive in. Hey there, I'm Elisa Connor, ex-corporate marketer turned entrepreneur. And along the way, I made all the mistakes just so you don't have to. Chances are you have a pretty full career You've got experience, expertise, and probably a whole lot of education. The problem is people can't find you. This is why each week on the Second Act Entrepreneur Show, we feature expert education, marketing insights, and mindset shifts that are gonna help you create a profitable business so you can secure your legacy, ensuring that you thrive not only in your first career, but also your second act. Welcome to the Second Act Entrepreneur Show. Email marketing is the best way to captivate and enthrall your audience, as well as build trust with them. Yet, I've heard from so many people, it's so hard to write emails. Well, I'm here to tell you there are some fun and exciting things on the horizon that are gonna help you do just that. But to get you started, I've created a brand new guide that helps you create that first sequence. It's your, your welcome sequence, which basically is a, hi, great to meet you, so good to know you. Here's a few things that might help you out kind of sequence. Yet people struggle with writing. I get it. It can be like banging your head on the wall or staring at a blank screen and going, I have nothing to say. And that stinks. So I've made it easy for you. You can get access to this guide for free over at alisaconnor.com forward slash email guide, all one word, and you can grab your copy today. So if you're struggling with writing that welcome series and you don't know what to say in those first few emails to build rapport and trust with your audience, you're going to want to go grab this guide. It was created with you in mind to make it easy for you to get this done in less than an hour. So go grab the guide today at alisaconnor.com forward slash email guide. And I look forward to seeing you in my inbox. Well, happy fall, y'all. Since we last got together, fall has hit and uh, with it, fall allergies. And I'm letting you know that because I'm probably going to have a frog in my throat for most of this episode. Um, but this episode was actually brought about by a question I posted over on LinkedIn. And I don't remember if it was a uh, poll or if it was just a question I asked, but I had so many responses. And one that kept coming up was, I know I'm supposed to have these email sequences set up for my business, but I have no idea what those are. 
And so I thought <clears throat> what I would do is dive into the ones that I have found to be most beneficial um, for businesses to set up and have uh, ready to go for different phases of their business. So as I mentioned in the intro, if you haven't dove into the buyer's journey, last week's episode was really um, a deep dive into that journey. And once you understand that, once you understand that your buyers are at different phases of their journey, it makes it much more easy uh, to plug in these different sequences. And so you don't need to have them all set up at one time. That can be a little bit overwhelming because there are 10. Um, and one of them, really there's nine because one's really only one email, but it's an important one. So um, we will probably get to that one next week because we're going to talk about a couple of other uh, sequences to get you started. Um, and so because these sequences align for where your customers are, the, the content of those sequences also needs to align with where, there are, where they are at in the journey. And so oftentimes you may be saying, okay, well, what are some things that, um, you know, I need to look out for? that, you know, maybe I'm doing wrong or that I see other people doing and that's not the right way to do it. And so let's talk about that for a minute. Because a lot of times what will deter people from moving forward and purchasing from you at any time in the future is when we try to push our sales agenda on their journey. And let me repeat that because it's really important that we get that. When we try to push our sales agenda onto our customer's journey, we are going to meet friction and they are going to, going to be more than likely turned off and feel like they're being um, slime sales. I like, <laughs> there's, it, it feels gross. It, feel, it feels gross to the person that is not natural at selling and it feels gross to the person on the receiving end. And that's the last thing that we want, especially when we're trying to build a relationship and empower people in their decision-making so that they not only feel like they're making the right decision when they purchase from us, but also that they um, feel calm and like we are actually going to solve their problem. And then what that does is build rapport and trust so that when we have other offers that we want to, you know, introduce them to later down the funnel or later down the journey of our own business building, it is much more likely that they're going to want to participate in those offers. Whereas if we jump in, we can ruin the relationship at the start. And that's the last thing we want. So I bet you know which sequence is coming first, because I talk about it a lot. And that is the welcome sequence. Now, so often, what I have found, and I sign up for a lot of these um, freebies just to see what their email sequence is going to look like. And that is, maybe that's wrong, but it's, it, I'm just always curious and always learning. But what I find more often than not is that number one, people will send one email. Here's your freebie. And like, that is probably one of the worst things you can do with an email sequence, because one, when somebody signs up for your download, that is prime opportunity for you to stay in front of them, give them what they want, get information out of them. That's like, you know, where are they at right now? How can you help them? 
get feedback. Um, there's like so many opportunities right there in that one email and you will never have their attention at the level it is when they sign up for sign up for that freebie again in the journey. You'll never have that same level of attention again because you grab their attention with your, with your lead magnet. And then if you just drop the ball in that welcome series email, um, you have thrown away the opportunity to really grasp, get a hold of them, start to nurture and start to um, invite them into conversation. And so many people don't do that. They either one, send one email and it's something like, here's your free download. Thanks. <laughs> That's it. Or here's your free download. If you have problems, go get it here. Or um, here's your free download. Now buy my stuff. Like, and the third option is the worst of the worst because the funnel for selling your services or your online courses is not that quick. And we want everything to be instant. We want people to buy right now. We're ready for them. We're hungry for them to purchase our stuff that we've worked on really hard or um, whatever it might be. But people don't buy because we want them to buy. They buy when they're ready. And so that welcome sequence can really be valuable. And when we dive into creating that sequence, um, we need to keep in mind that this is like a first time that we've met somebody at a cocktail party. And what's the first thing you do when you meet somebody new? You start to ask them questions about themselves. What do you do for a living? What do you do for fun? Do you have kids? Um, it reminds me of golf outings. Like there's a lot of times that I'll be golfing with somebody that's a sub or um, that I haven't met on my league because we have foursomes and you only get to play with so many people, you know, each week. And, you know, I would never jump in and go, hey, I see you're in my cart. Do you want to buy some email marketing? They'd be like, you are insane. No one would do that. And so when we think about having these conversations in our, in our welcome sequence, and we really take to heart that we are trying to build a relationship with someone and we're trying to get to know them, that opens the door for opportunity and it also takes the pressure off of us to have to make this turn into something immediately. And I think a lot of times we get really antsy about getting sales, but people can read, not only um, read that, physically read it in your email, but they can read it energetically because your energy is coming across in that email sequence. So if you struggle with that welcome sequence and what to put in there, I have created a download for you that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, and you can go grab a free copy, a free download of that. It's alisaconnor.com forward slash email guide, all one word. And I walk you through exactly what to put in all of those emails. I recommend five to seven emails for that sequence. And I'm not going to dive into that because um, it's all written out in the guide. So go grab the guide if you're struggling with that or you just think you need to do a revamp on yours or whatever that looks like, just go get the guide. It's going to help you out a lot. So that's the first sequence I wanted to talk about today was the welcome sequence. And that's a really important one because it's the first opportunity that our potential client and our new subscriber has to get to know us on kind of a one-on-one -on -one level. So yeah, you could be posting on social media or you could be, you know, connecting with people um, via, via direct message, but this is your first time to like really converse with them one-on-one -on -one and get the opportunity to find out a little bit more about them. So make sure that that welcome sequence is created and that it's 
thought out from the perspective of um, the buyer in the discovery phase of the buyer's journey. So the next piece um, or the next sequence I want to talk about is it's called, I call it the social connect sequence. And this one is really important because a lot of times we're trying to build an audience on social media. And I hear this a lot from the perspective of, um, you know, I don't know how to move people from social media to my email list. And oftentimes it's because we are not moving forward with what's the best thing for them. It's, I have this thing and I want them to have it. And that again is not really the best way to approach people because that's the same thing as going to say an ice cream store or an ice cream shop. And you're like, oh, I really want to get some root beer ice cream today. It's my favorite. And you go in and they're like, nope, you can have pistachio. You'd be like, I don't want pistachio. I want root beer. Well, sorry, you can have pistachio. That's what we have today. And like that would be, it kind of reminds me of the soup Nazi from um, Seinfeld. I don't know if you remember that episode always cracks me up. He's like, yep, no soup for you. And it, that's kind of like how we treat our, our marketing sometimes, especially in social media. It's like on our time, on our timeline, on our agenda and on what we want to give to people. And really, if we reverse engineer that thought process and think about it from the perspective of the people that we want to attract and bring into our world, um, we're going to be much more successful. And so the social connect sequence is an opportunity for when you actually get people on your list to customize the email that they receive for that platform. So for example, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. That's kind of my hangout. That's where I, I do a lot of my um, networking and um, posting and, and connecting and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and whether that's, you know, Instagram or Facebook or wherever it is for you, then think about how you could create the sequence to really nurture and bring those people into your world and combine the two worlds. So for example, if I connect with somebody on LinkedIn and they're talking about, oh, I don't really know what to put in my email sequence, for example. I like, I have this, I have the sequence and I've been wanting to set it up and I don't really know what to put in it or I wrote something and it's it's not doing well. I can then potentially say, well, you know what? I have this really great guide and put the link in a direct message or whatever it might be, however you want to do that. Um, depending on the platform, there's options to do um, instant messenger bots. So this is automate, excuse me, automated. Um, if you have a Facebook group, that is another place that I've used this where in order to get in the group, they have the opportunity to exchange their email address for a resource that you're providing them. So whatever that might be. Well, this is a perfect place to create a specific sequence of emails for those people. And what that means is that say, let's, let's use the example of a Facebook group. I have a Facebook group that um, I don't talk about it very much because it's going through a revamp. But right now it's called the Small Business Builders. And so when you go into that group, there are three questions that I um, have people answer. And they're fairly simple. Like um, one is what's your biggest business struggle? One is how did you find out about this group or something like that? And the other one is like, 
Um, have you grabbed this resource? And if not, what, you know, can I send it to you? Put your email here. And the having those questions is really important. I'm not going to talk about that too much today, but having those questions on your group is really important. One, it's going to weed out the spammers. And two, um, it has been my practice that if people will not take the time to fill out those three questions, they're not going to be a good fit for my group because they're just there to either push their agenda, only be take takers, and they're really not that committed to it. And so I'm not telling you what to do in your group, but I'm saying this has worked well for me to vet people before they get in. So what I have done in the past is that whatever resource I have in there, and I don't even remember what I have in there right now, because I've been, like I said, I'm revamping that group a little bit right now. Um, but whatever it is, you could create a sequence that says, hey, I'm so glad we connected in the Small Business Builders group. It's so great to have you in there. Um, thanks for requesting this resource. I think you'll find that blank, blank, blank. This is really going to help you with problem, problem, problem. And here's something you can try now. Hit reply and let me know if any of this resonated with you. Hit reply and let me know if am I on the mark or did I miss something? Is there something else you want to know? Whatever that might be. And so that's how you could start that sequence. So it's very similar to a welcome sequence, but it's very specific to that platform because then you could actually reference a, a training you did in that platform. So like if it's a Facebook group, hey, I did this live training, you might've missed it. And it's in alignment with something that you mentioned you're struggling with. And so how do you automate this? Well, nine times out of 10, the people that join your group are going to have very similar, if not um, exact issues. And not to get too far into the tech weeds, but you can actually tag people um, as they come into the group and then send them specific resources for their issues and problems with sequence. So this can be as complicated or as simple as you want, but by just creating a social media connect sequence, you have the opportunity to meet them where they are on that platform, whether that's LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever it is, and let them know that, hey, we connected here, and here's, here's kind of the stuff that I talk about, and I want to learn more about you, and it makes them feel like they're not necessarily leaving the platform to connect with you, or that you have something in common. So that is the second um, sequence that I recommend creating is that social connect sequence. And like I said, there's a lot of ways that you can utilize this um, and see uh, what am I trying? There's a lot of ways that you can um, implement this. And some of them are very much uh, automated and some not so much. So it's going to depend on the platform without going into the weeds. Um, but this gives you the opportunity to better connect with them, create collaboration, um, and most importantly, get to know them better. And this doesn't even have to be as complicated as creating a long sequence of events. That's just something that you could um, do further down the line. But um, some quick calls to action that you could include in a social sequence would be like, hey, let's have virtual coffee. Do you want to connect and see how we can collaborate? You could put a scheduling link in there. Like it can be as complicated or uncomplicated as you want, 
but it's just a really great sequence to have set up in your business. And um, it's very valuable with the world that social media is right now that people feel like it's a one and done. And we want to stand out and be different from that. So um, the second sequence that I recommend you set up is the social connect sequence. All right, so we have made it to the last one I wanna talk about, which is the ongoing nurture sequence. Now, something I wanna mention really quick before we dive into what that is. These are all connected to the discovery and the awareness stage of the buyer's journey. So you haven't even moved into the position where they're comparing um, alternatives for their solution yet, or even the purchasing stage. And so I wanna make you aware that when you try to dive in <laughs> to selling your product and service too soon um, in their journey, that's where you're seeing a hiccup. That's where you're seeing people that just either unsubscribe or they don't move forward the way you'd like them to, whatever that might look like is because you're selling too soon. And so there are some more advanced tactics that you can utilize in both the welcome sequence and in that um, social media specific sequence that help you kind of figure out where people are. I'm not gonna dive into those today, but that is something that um, you can do. And it's something I talk about in my email breakthrough academy at, at length, specifically using the technologies for um, ConvertKit, ActiveCampaign and Kajabi. Um, in that program, we walk through how to set it up so that you can not only learn more about your subscribers, but track what you know and then deliver them more specific things. So just keep it in mind when you're creating these first initial sequences. And then the, the last one that we're gonna talk about in a minute is, this is a investigative stage of getting to know your new subscriber so that then you know how to talk to them and um, befriend them on their journey so that you become the person that they think of when they're ready to buy. And so this last piece, it really comes down to how you talk to people on a regular basis through email. And more often than not, what I see, this is, this is probably, it's probably my biggest pet peeve, <laughs> to be honest. And I know I'm not alone. So when I, when I tell this, uh, when I explain this to you, I'm sure you guys will be nodding and going, oh my gosh, yes. But how many times have you joined an email list and maybe you get one email with a freebie or maybe one or two emails, and then silence. Nothing again for six months or three months or whatever until they're ready to sell you something. And by that time, the people on your list don't even know who you are anymore. And they're annoyed because they're getting sales emails from somebody they don't remember or they don't even remember signing up for their list. And this does a few things. One, it hurts your email reput reputation because people start unsubscribing or reporting you as spam, which is really awful. And two, um, it, puts you it puts you back at the beginning. And remember at the beginning of this episode when I said one of your most powerful places to be in a new subscriber's world happens in that first email. Well, then if you drop the ball for six months and then you come back and you just assume that they're waiting for your next email. Well, you know what they say when you assume. 
And so we don't want to make assumptions. And not only that, but that time in between you launching your products and services is the perfect time for you, one, to get to know more about your subscriber and what pain points they're having, but two, um, to deliver value and to build rapport and to show them, you know, I'm not just here for the one and done uh, MO, I'm here for the long haul. And that is goes a long way in you converting more people to become customers. So you've heard, if you've tuned into the show for a while, you've heard this statistic. Most marketing and marketers are focused on the 3% of people that are ready to buy now, 3%. Where we have the advantage with email marketing is we have the opportunity to show up and serve the other 97% until they're ready to make a decision. And most people won't do that because it takes effort, it takes time, it takes strategy, it takes a plan. And most people are just like, nope, one and done, one and done, one and done. I just want, I need more sales, I need more sales, I need more sales. Well, more sales can come and will come if you put in the time and attention to getting to know your subscribers and what they need. Now, most entrepreneurs, when they start this journey, go in with this super Pollyanna optimistic attitude of the world is waiting for me and my coaching business, for example. And what we don't realize is that nobody is waiting for our business. Nobody even knows that we exist. And it used to make me laugh because um, I've worked with a lot of small businesses. Small businesses are at the heart of my business. And they have been the entire time I've started my business. And it it would almost make me laugh when they would say, yeah, I'm going to get a website because then people are going to find me. And I said, really? How's that? Because I I don't even know the number of websites that are launched per day anymore, but it's somewhere like around 300,000 per day. And so if you don't have a plan to get you to stand out from those other 300,000 websites that are launching every day, nobody's going to find you. And the same is true for any marketing you do. If you don't have a plan of attack, you don't have a strategy that moves people from, hey, I connected with you on social media. Hey, I I hear you have this problem. You know what? I've got like something that can help you with that. Do you want to do you want to check it out? They would be like, yeah, heck yeah. Well, then, you know, the, the next logical piece of that is to follow up and say, hey, how'd that work for you? Most people don't do that or they just immediately go, hey, Um, so you tried out that you want this? No, they don't. They just, they want help is what they want, but they don't want you slamming your solution down their throat. Um, and so when we are thinking about the nurture sequence, the ongoing email for our clients, in my opinion, this is probably one of the most important pieces of your marketing because it gives you that opportunity to build those longer term relationships with people in between the launch of your products or in between um, the phases of their customer journey. And when we try to rush that and we try to move it immediately to buy this, buy this, buy this, people don't buy that because they're not ready and you haven't earned the right to present your solution to them. 
And so there's a couple of things you can do with these nurture sequences. And I know a lot of people get overwhelmed. They're like, oh, I can't write an email every week. When you get it down to one, the mindset that this is easy and it's something that really will be beneficial to moving the needle forward in your business, um, it, it comes down to repurposing and creating value and serving. And so that ongoing nurture sequence doesn't necessarily have to be as complicated as we make it. So for example, if you are creating regular content in your business, and that could be creating a blog post, it could be doing a live video, it could be um, doing a live Q&A on Instagram, doing, you know, um, case studies, like maybe you're talking about a case study of somebody that you helped that week and you want to share the results about that. Those are all things you can include in, an, in an, a weekly email sequence. And oftentimes people just think it has to be this corporate, like super strict and, um, you know, guidelined email that you send out. And it really doesn't. And it doesn't, there's no rhyme or reason to how long it has to be, how short it has to be, what you need to put in it. It's just the consistency of showing up every single week and giving them one little thing that they can take and go, hey, that made my week better. It can be something goofy like song lyrics that uh, <clears throat> made you have a better day. It could be something about how to make fall your most productive time of your business. I don't, you know, whatever it is for your business, it's harder for me to tell you what that is, you know, not knowing what you, where you are in your business. Um, but overall staying in contact with them regularly, one, whether they reach your emails or not, um, every single week, they see that you show up. And so you're building familiarity and you're teaching them to look for you in their inbox. And most people won't do that. Even some of the bigger guys who spend thousands of dollars a week on email marketing and marketing even hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, they don't always get this right. And so, but email can be really powerful in building those relationships if you treat it like a relationship builder and not a commodity. And so I wanna encourage you to just start sending an email to your list every week. And I don't care if you have two people on your list or you have 2,000 or 200,000 people. If you do this and you consistently do it and you consistently show up and you consistently give them something that is of value, they're going to pay attention. They're going to open more of your emails. They're going to be more aware of who you are and that you really are there to try and help them. But most importantly, when you do offer them uh, the opportunity to work with you at a paid level, their, their eyes and their ears are going to be ready for it. And that isn't something that can happen instantaneously. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. But no worthwhile relationship is going to happen overnight. And so you think about the people that you do business with, the people that you support, did that happen overnight? No. You dipped your toe in the water. You got to know them. You may have had a good experience or a referral or whatever it might have been. But it took time to build the relationship. And so I just want to offer you that bit of information to noodle on and think about how you can apply it to your business. So the three types of sequences that I, I say, let's, 
get those going sooner than later for your business are number one, your welcome sequence. Again, if you haven't grabbed that free resource to help you write that sequence, you can do that at alisaconnor.com forward slash email guide. Totally free, walks you through five to seven emails, tells you why you would need five, why you would need seven. Don't need to go into it here. The second opportunity is to create a sequence that is specific to how you connect with them. And one thing I didn't mention during um, for the social connect sequence is you can also do this for um, other times that you're introduced to people. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit tomorrow, but that's just, or next week. So that's just a little teaser for you is how we can apply that social media connect sequence to other parts of our business. And that is when you connect with somebody on social media, you make the connection there and then you really cement that connection with an email sequence. And then last but not least, it's your weekly connection point. Like how are you connecting with people on a weekly basis so that they remember who you are, they see you showing up in the inbox, they know that you're there to help them and they look forward to your emails. Well, one, you have to show up (laughs) consistently and two, um, you have to become a resource that they can rely on and count on. So I hope that you will take the opportunity to at least implement one of these this week. And if if nothing else, go grab the free welcome sequence download and get that one going because that's going to inspire you to keep going with the other ones. So next week, we're going to dive into three more. And then the third week, we're going to dive into um, the last three and somewhere in there, I'm going to have a bonus. And I'm not sure if it's going to be the second, if it's going to be next week or the following week. So if you are still wondering what email sequences to create for your business, these are first three that you can get started with. And if you ever have questions or you want to um, connect with me and say, hey, I am curious about this, just reach out to me over on LinkedIn, send me a direct message. And um, I am I, I always respond to those either on LinkedIn or um, yeah, LinkedIn is really where I hang out the most. I wanted to send you somewhere else, but I'm just going to say LinkedIn. But if you send me a direct message or you comment on one of my posts, I will always respond. So If something in this episode kind of triggered a little thought for you and you're like, oh, I wish I had more info about that, just come connect with me over on LinkedIn and send me a direct message. And in the meantime, if you have enjoyed this this episode and you think it could be valuable for somebody else, I would love for you to share it with them and take two minutes to leave me a review over on iTunes. That really helps me to get the word out about this show and also um, to help other people just like you grow their businesses too. So in the meantime, I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will see you next week. In the meantime, be well, take care and stay safe. Did you miss something during the podcast? Maybe forgot to take notes? No worries, we've taken all the notes for you. All the resources, links and information in this episode you can find over at alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast. That's A-L-I-S-A-C-O-N-N-E-R dot com forward slash podcast. 